Hello and welcome to the Find Your Flow radio show podcast. I'm your host, Winston Wittis, and I'm here today with a very special episode. Today's episode is Rainy Day. It's a rainy day on this podcast episode and in real life here for me in San Diego, and I love it. I love rainy days. Now, I spoke with an associate earlier, had a little mastermind meeting with an associate, really cool, and we discussed our goals, where we're at with things, uh, particularly with commercial real estate investing. That's how we met and uh, what we were discussing, along with our other business goals, so that was really cool. And um, and we were talking about the weather because, you know, we looked out and it's raining and uh, I was like, yeah, I love this weather. It's just great. It's cloudy. It's overcast. You know, it's rainy. Great day to be inside and doing things inside, <laughs> reading books, uh, you know, whatnot. And he's like, where are you from? I was like, oh, you know, Southern California, Los Angeles area, San Fernando Valley. And um and I was like, yeah, you know, lived in Northern California for a couple of years, really loved it up there, loved the weather and the climate and all that. And he's like, yeah, so you like look forward to this kind of stuff. I'm like, yeah, he's like, yeah, I'm from Seattle. He's like, this reminds me why I moved. <laughs> and I thought that was pretty funny. And, uh, you know, it's one of those things. One person's fortune is trash. It's another one's things that are better than trash. Anyway, people have different opinions about things, and that's okay, right? So today's a rainy day for me. When you're listening to this, who knows where you're at and what the weather is like. And hopefully it's awesome for you, and whether that's rainy or sunny or something else. And uh, what else is important about this? Well, um, the weather is uh, one of those things, you know, like what is... Um, I don't know. I don't have any good good answer for that. I don't know what the point, how I expect to, to bring the topic of a rainy day into a full podcast episode. And yet, that is what I am tasked with here, is it not? Yes. So let's get down to business. All right. So I'm driving home and um, people say of people in Southern California that we don't know how to drive in the rain. And I think that's hilarious because... When I hear people that are not from Southern California say this, some of those people will go on to say, everybody drives so slow, like they've never seen rain, like it's the end of the world. You Southern Californians don't know how to drive in the rain. It's like, oh, because everybody drives extra slow and cautious and that makes you mad because we should still drive more of a regular speed. I don't say that. That's just, you know, me trying to figure this whole thing out. And then other people will say, gosh darn you Southern Californians don't know how to drive. You all drive so darn fast. You don't pay any attention to the fact that the roads are slippery and wet and that that's going to cause accidents. You drive reckless and crazy. So you guys know how to drive in the rain. So then I'm like, okay, well, should we drive faster because we're too slow in the rain or should we drive slower because we're too fast in the rain? I don't personally recognize any difference. I think people seem to drive kind of the same which to me seems fast for the rain because what do I know? And I have spun out in the rain. And uh, once upon a time ago, I was at a Red Hot Chili Peppers concert with my friend and his girlfriend at the time. 
and we were drive. I was driving home. They were in the back seat, and it was raining. And we don't see a lot of rain here in Southern California, so it was a cool thing. I was excited, and as I was driving up the on ramp to go onto the freeway, it's kind of one of those like loop de loop kind of ones, you know, and <laughs> not a loop de loop, more like a spiral circular but not vertically <laughs> you probably figured that out not vertical uh i my car was like my grandma's car so it wasn't you know i wasn't hitting loopy loops um and i was going not super fast i was driving what i thought to be a reasonable rate for whatever and next thing i know my car just starts like spinning right and then I try to adjust, and uh, then I start spinning the other way. And before I know it, I'm facing the wrong direction uh, with incoming traffic coming up onto the freeway. So that was super fun. Now the oh, I'm just skid out too. There we go. See, friends, this is exciting already, isn't it? I just peeled out. Um, and no, I w I wasn't going that fast, right? But yet, like it was very surreal. I remember it was like a dream. And actually, that was the other crazy thing. Now that I think about it, I'd had a dream the night before um but it didn't make sense because it was a premonition and then in the reality the physical reality that was happening i was very calm like we're we're literally you know my car is spinning out first one direction then the other direction um until we're a full 180 facing oncoming traffic and i was staying very calm and like i was i think i was even just like muttering like cuss words at the whole thing um, and meanwhile, my friend and his girlfriend are like clutching each other for dear life in the back seat. And, um, and then, you know, it's like, we're stopped all of a sudden. And like part of the car was kind of on the side, like off the, off the street, you know, into the side of the thing. And then, um, the rest of the car was like facing traffic and then the traffic could see like, Oh, this is, you know, not a good place for a car to be going the wrong direction and they kind of slowed down and let me pull back in and uh we you know everybody was okay nobody got hurt and we moved on with our lives so yeah yeah friend i don't you know there you go a little uh story about nothing important but uh the rain i love it water is a good thing here in southern california we're short on it supposedly I would believe we are. We live in the high desert. We got a lot of people here, and we've had drought for many, many years. So something that I've and I've kind of just you know grown up in Southern California. That seems like I always remember hearing about droughts. Like we always need to conserve water, and you know we've been doing better according to my latest research. Um, you know overall, San Diego we're crushing it, doing good with our water conservation, but it's still not enough, is it? No, it's never enough. We need more. We have more people moving in, and we have more people being born and you know we need more water and we import water and it's big business and uh and my friend rich back um maybe seven eight years ago maybe 10 he's a mentor of mine friend of mine and he ran for governor and one of his platforms was being able to um do put solar panels on every homeowners roof in Southern California be able to generate income from uh you know the excess solar energy being created use that money to then purchase water filtration system for uh you know here cuz we're right on the coast right we got the salt water 
desalinization, uh, you know, centers and be able to fund it with this money from Sun, which we get plenty of here in Southern California. Very cool idea, right? And he had a real plan for doing it and he got, you know, some uh, folks at UC Berkeley to say, yeah, this looks good. This, this looks like it could work kind of thing. And, um, you know, he was really running for for um, governor of California and I was trying to help him uh, promote himself and get out there and do it. He ended up, you know, he had a very small budget. He was paying for it all out of his own pocket. He had a budget of, I think, like 13 grand. And he was going against full-time big wig government people, uh, politicians, right? The person who won spent $13 million on their campaign. But my friend came in, he did pretty darn good because people, you know, saw what he was doing and uh, some people thought it was a good idea, good enough to vote for him or at least to get him on the ballot. So, um, yeah, that was an interesting experience. I learned a lot about even local politics and how freaking crazy that scene is. You know, like seeing, you know, I'm one of these people growing up um, as I was younger, I was very um, not anti-authority so much as distrustful of authority and distrustful of big systems that have a lot of moving parts and a lot of people and different agendas, you know, and uh, just kind of a natural distrust, distrust of that whole kind of um framework i guess and you know some of it's just paranoia and and you know um whatever and then uh getting into actually being a part of local government and um you know running helping him run these campaigns and whatnot as he was doing different things within the community seeing some of this stuff firsthand i learned i learned some cool things you know like one was like Hey, these are people. They're just, you know, a lot of these people are just regular people doing their best. You know, they're trying to get a seat on this board or that board. They're trying to make change. Now, do I agree with all their change? No, because some of it is freaking like it's for their own agenda, right? Or their cause. And sometimes I disagree with their cause. And so you can have these very heated, very passionate kind of conflicts almost, right? And that's where the politics gets in. And it's like, well, you rub my back, I rub yours. You vote for my thing, I vote for yours, you know? And, uh, and it's like, well, it makes sense, right? I mean, that's, I guess, how the world works is we kind of uh, agree on this, disagree on that, but hey, I'm going to support you on this one if you, you know, it's this give and take, right? And um, so seeing that was kind of cool. And then also seeing like how some of these people who are bigger players uh, are able to, you know, kind of work the system because they're more established. They have more money. They have more uh, experience. They know how to work the system. And I saw that and I saw my friend, you know, my friend saw that and he got it on video and like showed it to me and, you know, proved some of these things. And it was just a, a trip to see like, you know, some of this stuff play out. Right. And I'm not talking about like, you know, high, high levels of government. This is like local government stuff. Right. And yet this stuff still happens and it's real. And so it was, um, it was just interesting to to see how like well gosh if this level of craziness is happening i guess i can so there's a book my friend wrote it if you want to check it out if you want to go i don't want to go too deep into politics that's really not the scope of my podcast right um but this just happens to be a personal friend and mentor who i've worked with and known personally for many years so i know i know him 
right? So, and it was funny, it's trippy too, because like, you know, I was talking with some other people who, uh, this was, you know, around the time of the election for, for governor, and I was, you know, helping promote my friend. And, uh, you know, I've run across other people who I know, and one person in particular I remember was just like, well, no, he's does this and he does that and he's a jerk about this and I was like no that's not the case he's like yeah he is yeah he is blah blah I was like dude like here I am standing right in front of you telling you that's not the case you're misinformed you're incorrect and you're trying to disagree with me but yet I personally know this guy and I know that that is not the case and he just couldn't let it go you know he couldn't he couldn't um see that like I actually knew something about this other than just like bs rhetoric right and uh, it was just fascinating, fascinating to see how quickly something along any kind of political lines, even if we were on the same team, we were like we would have voted for the same, probably same kind of things. But yet just because of whatever, it was like all of a sudden we were divided, how quickly that could happen. Right. I guess that's part of what was like trippy to me. It was like, guy, no, I'm telling you, this guy is on the same points with us on this. I like I could literally we could sit down and have lunch with this guy and you could ask him face to face but because you're being so kind of crazy right now I don't even want to do that you know and um and so it started thinking I started thinking like well gosh you know if this is like between people right here happening before my very eyes and so uh, yeah so the book my friend published is called uh, Rigged by Richard Aguirre so if you're into just Thing, like some back-end crazy story about some politics uh, you know what's the point I don't know but I'll just throw it out there so that's his book um, but it was like just the stuff that that really happened here in uh, San Diego and it's one of those things like if you had told me yeah I probably would have believed it because I was already kind of you know predisposition to believe that kind of stuff right I already am open to the beliefs that this kind of stuff happens but a lot of people I, I think aren't or maybe they are and they don't know what to do about it and uh, that was kind of what happened with us in a sense was like, well, what can, like you could fight it. You can't fight City Hall, right? But you can, but it's going to cost you a freak ton of money and you're probably going to go broke in the process. So at some point, you, you know, like what's the, what's the real war here? What are we fighting for? This system is so, it is what it is. It is what it is. Can you make change from the outside attacking that system or do you have to go and work from within the system and make change from within? I don't know. My thought is like, so an interesting thing I talk about sometimes on the podcast is, you know, my, my upbringing as far as a religious background. My mom was Jehovah's Witness and so um, she really pushed that on us. And with Jehovah's Witness religion, you do not participate in politics. You don't vote. And uh, you don't, you know, uh, you don't say the Pledge of Allegiance. You, there's these things you don't do because that is putting uh, the government or people before God, right? So that's a pretty interesting position to take. And um, with with the working with my friend. And getting involved with it, because by that time I was, you know, I'd been out of Jehovah's Witness religion for years. I really saw. Uh, oh yeah, oh yeah, okay. So with, with with Jehovah's Witness religion, the idea is like, hey, we're not voting for people, we're voting for Jehovah and the new system, 
the new system. That's a phrase that is very important in the Jehovah's Witness religion. God's new system, the new world. Okay? And that's what you're hoping for. That's what you're banking on as a Jehovah Witness, right? Like, hey, yeah, Armageddon's coming. That's the world war that's going to end all world wars. And we're all going to die. And then a select few who are really good uh, to Jehovah are going to get resurrected in the new world in God's new system. And uh, that's basically like heaven for, you know, Christianity and, uh, you know, many uh, the, kind of that like next level happy place, right? But uh, in Jehovah's Witness, it's here on earth. It's just that earth is like kind of rebuilt and it's all better and it's God's system now, not man's system. Right now we're in man's system. That's why everything's so jacked up. Because man is trying to rule it. But you don't want to participate in it because, hey, you know, that would be uh, putting people before God. So you end up in this kind of situation where it's like, hey, I recognize there's problems here, but I'm not going to be involved because I'm holding out for God's system. And, you know, I've talked about, man, my throat's getting worked. I'm so worked up and talking all day. Um, so this idea that... Religion, <laughs> religion plays a part in politics. How? Many ways, right? Depends on what religion you're in. Some religions are going to be like, no, we opt out. We're not participating in government at all. We don't do that. Others are going to say, hey, we're rallying because we're XYZ religion. We vote this way because we believe this, this, this. And the Bible says this and this and this. So now you have these religions that are making political moves, right? Oh, we're going to donate to this cause because this guy supports that cause that we believe in. And so he's our person or she's our person. And that's how we vote and that's how we spend our money. It's crazy. Especially if you consider, you know, what is the... Yeah, that's... Yeah, it's crazy. Um, a lot of things that could be said about that that I'm not going to say because I don't because whatever, whatever, friend. So, um, so having moved from being, you know, growing up in politics are bad. We don't, we don't mess with politics. We don't participate in politics. We don't vote. We don't say the Pledge of Allegiance. And uh, if you've ever seen kids, you know, going through school and not doing the Pledge of Allegiance or people not doing the Pledge of Allegiance, that's, you know, possibly why, if you've ever wondered why. Uh, practicing, you know, um, religious freedom. That's why many people come to this country, right? And yet, at the same time, not pledging allegiance to that country that is granting you that that religious freedom. Kind of an interesting thing, isn't it? Hey, I want to be in this country because I can practice my religion. Yet, I owe no allegiance to it. Oh. And, you know, I know plenty of service people at different... different uh, Things. I know some that would say, hey, that's that's why I fight for it. You know, that's why I fight to protect the people that have those opinions, right? And that's very noble. Yeah, that's that's what religion, freedom of religion, freedom of speech, and that's what it's all about, right? We don't always like what people use it for. And that's okay because we're for that bigger cause. And I, I have total respect and appreciation for that. I think that's beyond cool <laughs> to say it, to say the least. That's like amazing, right? People out there putting their lives on the line, their families, and um, you know, supporting this and and all that to uh, serve our country and protect these freedoms. It's huge, right? 
um, especially when you consider all the people that get persecuted for the religions and flee wherever they are to come here and practice the religion. So uh, that doesn't mean that they're not still being persecuted here, though, right? Um, as of the time of this recording, I saw maybe about a month ago how, uh, you know, the different hate crimes and different religions that are targeted for hate crimes here in the United States. How accurate is it? I don't know. It's the media. I don't really believe a whole lot of what they say, to be honest. I think most of it's pretty pretty much uh, biased and don't really care too much about truth and care really more about just making sales and getting people's attention and fear-mongering and all that. It's my own personal opinion. And uh, and to tie it back to uh, this particular incident with my friend, a uh, friend that was trying to become uh, a local politician, he, he was at this, uh, you know, and I, I'm hor I'll be honest, friends, like I'm horrible with politics. Like I couldn't, you, you could ask me like, oh, who's the person in this, in charge of this or that? And like, I would fail. I'd be one of those people on TV that everybody laughs at because I don't know anything about anything. And yet here I was um, actually on the ground, grassroots, promoting somebody who I believed in, right? That's kind of the beauty of this the idea of what we have with our with our government system, I believe, is that like, hey, Joe Blow next door, and they're, they're right, Plumber Joe or that guy a few years back, right? What does Plumber Joe think about this? Well, he says whatever he says, and because he's like a normal average Joe, that's kind of cool. Well, my friend, average average Rich over there, he uh, made a real run for it, and guess what? He got freaking crushed. He no, well, again, he actually did pretty freaking well considering he only spent thirteen grand. And this the the competitor, one of the competitors, literally spent thirteen million dollars on her campaign. But she wasn't the one he had problems with, believe it or not. It was the other person in his party. Why? Because that guy. Things, yeah. Uh, anyway, so my friend went to, uh, you know, there's like the pre-race, right? Like you got to get a certain number of signatures to uh, get into like this next level thing, right? And they're in that next level thing and they're trying to debate. Like you got to have these debates to get to this other next level debate. And you're supposed to debate with uh, first the people in your party and then you get a part, depart, uh, debate with people in the other party, right? And um the guy who was the other contender in uh, the same party as my friend would not battle him, would not uh, debate him. And uh, my friend, you know, he's got a camera rolling like, hey, you said you were going to, you know, like, what's going on? Why don't you? And he, you see all of a sudden these, for lack of a better word, thugs start pushing my friend out of the literally physically sidelining my friend right, out of the way of uh, this person, so that he could not physically talk to him anymore. And it was all very smooth and very choreographed. And um, and it was uh, pretty bizarre to kind of see. And then outside, um, you know, there, were, there was some news stations, right, and they interviewed uh, the two main people, people with, uh, you know, a lot of clout and money. And then my friend said, hey, news XYZ, uh, I'm on the ballot. Here I am. Uh, you know, interview me. And the guy's like, no. And he's like, well, why not? He said, because you don't, you're not backed by big business, so we're not going to put you on the air. And he said, whoa, whoa, whoa. 
because I'm not backed by big business, you're not going to put me on the air. And the guy's like, yeah, that's right. And this is, you know, the the cameraman, right? He's uh, there and he's got the news reporter floating around somewhere. And so my friend says, well, you say that into my camera. You know, so he had uh, his cameraman there. And he's like, yeah. And he looks straight into the camera and says, we're not going to put you on the news because you were not backed by big business. And my friend's like, well, there you go, friends. There you go. You know, viewers, that's, there you have it. That's uh, what's going on with American politics right here. And so it was black and white. Like, hey, you don't have big money, big business backing you, then uh, you're not going to get the airtime. We're not even going to consider you a real contender, even though he was. He had hit all the same goals that were requirements to get into that level of uh, of debate. And yet the media sidelined him, right? And so almost instantly, he's out of the race. I mean, he wasn't officially out. He was still on the ballot. But guess what? How many people saw his story? How many people saw his mission? He had literally gone up and down the coast of California promoting his uh, platforms. And he had a real plan for California to uh, leverage solar and leverage uh, desalinization and be able to turn these things into good things for our, our state and it was shut down and uh man we got political today which i really it's not my thing uh, not at all really but um but at the same time it's raining out right so so there you go somehow relevant and uh water is an important thing for me maybe for you maybe you like drinking it maybe you like washing things i don't know Flow has to do with water sometimes. And, yeah, and I like to stay indoors and watch movies and read books and eat soup when it's raining. And I like the sound of the rain. And I saw a tree blown over by the rain. So that was kind of something we don't see a whole lot here. All right, so it's been real, friend, and... uh What's the point? The point of it all, man. I don't know. I don't know. We went off into left field for a while there. I don't know that we're gonna come back. I don't. I don't think so. It's too rainy out. We're stuck in the mud. The wheel's turning, but we're not going anywhere. Might have to call in for help. We might have to call a lifeline in on this one. Well. I think that's it for today, friends. I don't know what any of that had to do with anything, but maybe you do. I'm going to hold faith that maybe some of that somewhere said something to you that was positive and optimistic. And I believe that we're going to figure it out as as people, as humanity coming together. Some of you obviously are a heck of a lot smarter than me and can probably solve some of this stuff. And that's what I believe in. And I believe that sometimes if I can just say something and get the word out enough, maybe that'll inspire somebody somewhere to do something awesome and that will benefit more and more people. And that's how we can make positive change and awesomeness and flow, right? So thank you for that, friend, for the time to share with you this rainy day. And I hope your day is awesome and I hope you are having the kind of weather that you love. And if not, you're finding some way to be awesome even though you're in weather that you maybe aren't as fond of. So until next time, my friend, 
stay dry and be flowing.